0: everyone and welcome to love and a little magic the podcast about life magically Mm. this week come hell or mercury shenanigans this is getting posted i promise last week i was so excited to tell you guys that you can now watch this podcast on youtube i started a brand new channel Aside from my more established channel, which is my more academic essays and work on tarot, astrology, you know, um, also the talk show that my husband and I (laughs) run out of our living room. um, This is a brand new channel just for this podcast, for my more candid thoughts on life and transformation um, and, and more personal things. So this will be posted simultaneously on both areas um so you can listen or watch depending on your preferred way to take in media but i was so excited about it and then as i was recording (laughs) my audio software which i've used for like two years crashed like three times which has never happened to me and my camera ran out of battery, and then the memory card lost my footage, and my light decided to become a disco. It was one thing after another. And that's when I remembered that this Mercury retrograde is happening in Aquarius. So buckle in, it's gonna be a fun one. (laughs) But regardless, no matter what happens, This week, this is getting posted, and I'm actually a little bit glad that last week didn't work out so that I can talk about this, because it all ties together. (laughs) Um, You know, we're in January now, we're in mid-January, and I'm starting to see a lot of people kind of fall into the disillusionment period of resolutions, where the transformation that was so big and shiny and bright before is no longer looking too fun. Um, And that's because we don't live in a vacuum, and life continues to happen. And we can have the best intentions, and then our efforts just seem to get derailed, because work picked up and things got busy and it's not as easy to do the thing that you said you were going to do every day, or, you know, lean into the attitudes that you said you were going to adopt because, well, everyone else's attitude still seems to suck, doesn't it? Um, (laughs) One of the things that I used to find radically unhelpful was... In these periods of anxiety and turmoil and upset, there is a kind of person in the spirituality world, I'm sure you know one if not many, who will tell you, you just have to live in flow. And there was no quicker way to make me super angry (laughs) than to throw that phrase at me. You know, it feels to me like if the hardest thing in your day is that your favorite cafe has run out of hemp seed topping for your morning acai bowl then living in flow is a great life model but (laughs) in the real world where you have to worry about job performance and getting clients and making your rent and whatever else it is, it certainly doesn't seem like living in flow is even a possibility, let alone like a reasonable way to quell anxiety. But the really interesting thing is that it might be, (laughs) it actually might be the most realistic way to live life ever. And in order to kind of unpack that, I think what we need to do is examine the visual language of living in flow. You know, these visual metaphors take a lot of imagination to kind of unravel. Um, And when I think of living in flow, my immediate association is like the lazy river at a water park where you get to sit on your donut and just bop your way down the most placid waters that you have ever seen. They are crystal clear and chemically treated so that nothing gross gets into them. Although, let's be real, it's probably really gross, actually. Um, Just try not to think about that when you're in one, I guess. Um, Anyway, (laughs) it's, it's totally manufactured. It's a manufactured experience. And that is what I think of when I live in flow. Um, It seems totally, wildly unrealistic because it doesn't actually exist in nature. Water, (laughs) which is the source of this metaphor, is actually really unpredictable. And I think that might give us the key to what value this phrase really holds. Sometimes rivers are little babbling brook tributaries that just run through your backyard and contribute beautiful sounds to your landscape. Sometimes water is a vast lake that just seems still and placid and beautiful to look at. Sometimes it's a rushing, white-capped, foamy, choppy, treacherous landscape, and all you can do is grip your oar tightly and try to work with it. (laughs) And that, I think, is actually what living in flow is about. It's not about living life in a state of perpetual ease. It's about taking what life brings you and navigating it anyway. It doesn't mean not doing the hard things, basically, (laughs) very shortly. If you are on a spiritual path, if you're not watching this right now, um, the the grin on my face is one of... (laughs) It's the grin that you get when you are deep in something and you're trying to make it a universal experience For everyone to relate to Um, But you know what? That's why I have these discussions with you guys because I know that if I'm dealing with these things You are also likely dealing with these things. If not now, at some point, I promise you will be And hopefully my experience can contribute something to that But anyway So when it comes to the spiritual path, there is this kind of misconception that everything that you come up against at that point will be easy, that you can control your life, whether it's through magic, controlling the people and situations around you, or controlling yourself and your reactions to it at all times, transforming your life into the vision board life that you've collected for yourself on Pinterest and Instagram. And it's not that easy. I mean, it gets easier, certainly, you know, but it doesn't happen overnight. And every day you wake up and need to make that decision over again. I was pushed to this point probably three years ago where I was asked to step up and flow differently. I've lived a lot of my life under the same delusion that I criticize um, a lot of people for. And, and I say criticize, it's not the best word that I could use. Um, it's, it's something I point out um, to a lot of people, and, and I do so for their growth and their benefit, not to judge them. Um, So criticize is not the word that I wanna use there, I apologize, but I've I've done that thing where I've been convinced that life happens to me um, rather than around me, and that I am a helpless victim of the things that occur. It did not benefit me, but it took me oh boy, (laughs) the better part of a quarter century to give up. It's hard. It is hard to break these mental habits. And just because I eventually was able to accept that life doesn't happen to me, and that I am an active participant in my own reality, which is ultimately, I believe, the source of magic, It still took me a while to understand that that life that was happening around me and the situations and the people that came with it was part of the flow that everybody talks about. It doesn't make things instantly easy. And in fact, spirituality will ask you to face some of the hardest things that you could possibly imagine the most transformational experiences are the ones that feel instantly in the moment like the grossest yuckiest most detestable things (laughs) that you'll ever encounter so about three years ago i was facing a health crisis of which i've faced so many um and i recognize at this point that Health crises are one of my personal uh, tells as far as your life's not working for you and you need to change something. So I was pushed to this point and I was asked to do some really hard work to make my life what I wanted it to be, to actually grip that oar and navigate the waters that I was on And I resisted because it was hard. And certainly, if it's hard, then it's not living in flow, right? (laughs) If you're living in flow, things are easy, things are placid. You sit on your donut and you wade down the river. And it took me another three years to realize that's not what that means. We're often pushed towards what is difficult the river gets rough. It isn't always placid. And just because it's rough doesn't mean you've done something wrong, that you've chosen the wrong path, that you have, you know, done something that's not working for you. I mean, maybe you have, maybe there's a lot that's not working for you, but it likely didn't get you to those rough waters. They happened on their own. That's how water is. It's the nature of water. Metaphysically, we could talk about water as, um, you know, this divine feminine force, and as such, it's also a force of chaos. You know, in so many ancient religions and societies, the world was born of chaos. Um, if you've read <laughs> my work um, on Medium and you know my substack, um, you'll know that I'm a big fan of Babylonian mythology. It's one of the things I find myself turning to again and again and again. And in that pantheon, Tiamat was the divine feminine chaos. Um, she's represented by saltwater oceans Um, and she is the birthplace of everything which came after. Her bones went on to create landscapes and creatures, and she continues to regenerate in this spiritual way, not necessarily as an entity, but as that life-giving water, um, which later actually became another life-giving water, and this is such a much more complicated story than we can really cover here. Um, But it was one dynasty of chaos that gave way to a dynasty of order, and another, and another, and another, that water continued to transform. And it's important to remember that when navigating life's waters that which is chaos can eventually become the birthspring of a beautiful new order, of a dynasty of magic and intuition, um, which is exactly what the Waters of Tiamat later became. I'll link actually um, in the description to an article that I wrote on something very similar describing this, this watery transformation, um, and I'll likely end up writing about this again <laughs> very soon um, in exactly this way. I've touched on this in, in so many other topics. It's appropriate that we just experienced the Cancer new moon, because Cancer is the energy that i think we can relate back to this primordial chaos from whence everything springs um it's the unconscious living in flow actually means tuning into your subconscious and deciding to live much more consciously, to bring those things which you are feeling compelled into, to light, to live in the manner in which you feel called, not necessarily reacting. Reaction is what happens when life happens to you. Flow requires you to be attentive, to be conscious, to be conscientious and to consider who you are and actually maintain the integrity of your identity in choosing how to navigate those waters. Living in flow does not mean complete and total surrender. You have to surrender to the direction, but it doesn't mean you surrender your action, your identity. And, in fact, I think this is one of the most liberating things you can experience. In my life, (laughs) the more responsibility and the more stressful I have allowed my life to become, on the surface, the more grounded I feel in my identity the more sure i am of the choices that i make and the way that i navigate things even though i could look at my life and say it's 2022 the world is insane and i am 27 weeks pregnant and about to move to a brand new state with a mortgage <laughs> that I don't necessarily have the fixed income to pay every single month and uh, my 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 pets need things and I'm about to have a baby I could say all of these things look I sound insane on paper but I'm not worried because I know myself and I know that I have the ability to navigate these waters and I am going to do everything that is within my power to do to ensure that I come out on the other side and so do my pets and so does my baby. That kind of confidence was not with me three years ago when I was asked to step into this place. This is the work that intense spiritual reflection affords you. Not ease, (laughs) not even a sense of peace. It certainly doesn't give you any more control over the circumstances, but it does give you control over your reaction and the knowledge that you are able to handle what comes at you. It also gives you the understanding that the waters change, and that choppy, fierce, chaotic water will at some point feed into a beautiful, placid, stream So that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I um I would love to know how you guys are handling this mid-January funk. I really do feel like we are all in deep winter right now and the transformational element of new year's resolutions does tend to kind of peter out around now so what are you doing to encourage yourselves um you know is there a self-care practice that you've put into place is there a routine that you've developed for yourself to get to where you know you can feel more confident in the decisions that you're making i would love to hear your tactics. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can drop a comment below and just let me know. Let's start a conversation. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you can reach out to me um, by email, theta at gmail.com, or you can reach out on Instagram, at fairlytheta. Um, there will be a more detailed version Of this on my blog, lifemagically.com. I'll also link that below. Um, If you are curious about Babylonian mythology and the archetypes that it presents to us, um, I do write a weekly newsletter. It plays a huge part in my understanding and approach to astrology, so you can find that in the links as well and thank you so much for watching please like and subscribe if you're watching this on youtube and enjoy this content and want to see more of it it really does help to get this to other people who might need to hear the same message and if you're listening thank you so much um your reviews and (laughs) your ratings on apple podcasts mean the world to me i will see you next time bye